to a tradition unlike any other. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Yes! 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 Give me what I want! Give me what I want! You know what I want! We're gonna give you what you want! It's about damn time. It's about damn time. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Tom Shifflett Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Shifflett. No guest appearances on today's episode. We actually have a bit to unpack from this week in sports, so no wrestling talk. We had the Bubba Wallace controversy. MLB and the Players Association actually came to a deal to start their season. The NBA released their plan and schedule going forward on their season restart, so I have some stuff to actually get into for a change. But before we get into all that, I just want to thank everyone for continuing to listen each week and remind everyone to please rate and review after every episode. If you have a question or a comment about something on the show, write it in the reviews and I'll answer it on the show. These rates and reviews are the only way this show moves up the charts and that's the only way I make a living off this shit. I'm trying to get that Joe Rogan podcasting money. I did all of that at the beginning because I'm sure most people turn this off when I say I'm wrapping up the episode, so I got you this time. All right, now that's done, we can get into this past week. At the time Freckles and I wrapped up last week, news had come out that a noose was found in Bubba Wallace's garage at Talladega. If you don't know, Bubba Wallace is NASCAR's only black driver and recently convinced NASCAR to ban the Confederate flag. So when this news came out, the optics on this looked really, really bad to say the least. So Sunday, crew members saw the news and reported to the head of NASCAR, Steve Phelps, who then called the FBI. Notice how I didn't say Bubba saw the news and reported it to NASCAR. Steve Phelps is the one who told Bubba. He didn't even see the news. That'll come up later in this. So the FBI, they conducted their investigation and they find no hate crime has been committed. Only because that noose has been there since October 2019. And yes, the FBI called it a noose multiple times in their report. This is great news, of course. Bubba wasn't the victim of a hate crime by one of his peers and NASCAR did all the right things and they back up their dude, win-win, except... People saw the headline, then make Bubba out to be a liar, and this entire thing was a hoax, even comparing him to Jesse Simlet. What about this makes him a liar? I mean, there was a noose in his garage. Whether it was for him or not, it's still a noose, so I don't see how he could be a liar or this is a hoax. The FBI essentially said, it's an old noose. This was a real thing. Douchebags like Will Kane were pounding the desk demanding apologies. Uh, apologies for what? You saw the pictures. It's a noose. It's not a garage door pull like a lot of the rope experts out there said. Of the over 1,600 garages and 29 other sites, 11 of them had rope handles, and not one of them looked like the one in number four at Talladega. None of them even had one knot in them, let alone quote-unquote, fashioned into a noose, like NASCAR said themselves in their own statement after the investigation. I guess I'm just missing how Bubba is a fraud in all of this. He was told by crew members, who, better than anyone, would know what the hell a rope pull handle would be, that something was wrong. He didn't report it. NASCAR did. He didn't call the FBI. NASCAR did. And guess what the FBI said? They found a noose. An old noose, but still a noose, so it's not a hoax. 
It's just not a thing. That's probably the best way I could sum up this entire situation. So I I don't want to see any more people on my timelines calling him a fraud and telling him to shut up because he got caught in a lie when he didn't at all. But shout out to NASCAR, though, for doing the right thing here. They don't have the greatest perception when it comes to shit like this. So it was a big step in trying to correct that and possibly generating more fans. So that was Monday going into most of Tuesday evening. And then later that night on Tuesday, Rod Manfred announced he and the players agreed to a terms on a return for the Major League Baseball season. Or they agreed to terms to actually start a baseball season. So... Yay, they proved me wrong. I've been saying it for weeks that it's not going to not going to happen at all, but whatever, that's fine by me. I'm glad to be wrong about that. Uh, despite both of their best efforts to not have a season at all, they figured it out. We're getting one. So we're getting 60 games, 40 division games, and then 20 interdivision games. So, for example, the St. Louis Cardinals, they will play 40 games against the NL Central, which is the Cubs, Brewers, Reds, Pirates, And then they'll play 20 games against the AL Central, which is the Tigers, Indians, Twins, Royals, White Sox. Um, Also, the National League is getting a DH, so no more pitchers hitting, which I really hate. I think that's really stupid to take the DH out of the National League. That's part of what, I don't know, I I appreciate National League Baseball a little bit more because there's more strategy behind it. And now taking that away, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of... It's going to take a lot of getting used to. Also, they're going to have someone start on second base when extra innings begins. Um, That's also something I think is really stupid, but they're trying to speed up the game, so I get it. Also, pitchers, they have a three-batter minimum, so no more lefties coming in to face a left-handed batter, and then they make a switch to a righty right afterwards just to finish the inning. Um, again, taking away from the strategy of the game, but they're just trying to quicken the game, so I get it. Each team will start the season with 30 dudes, then 28 after two weeks, and then another two weeks they cut down to 26 for the rest of the season. And then each team is allowed to carry three players, um, which they're calling is a taxi squad in case of injury or most likely a positive COVID test. So we're getting baseball. Tom was wrong, but... I still think Manfred screwed the pooch on this one. They had such a great opportunity to be the only game in town and start before the NBA and the NHL. Now they're starting the same time, plus you've pissed off a bunch of fans with your pissing contest, so bravo, way to go baseball. Um, This is why you're behind the NFL and the NBA every year, so... (sighs) I don't know. I still think Manfred should have stepped in a while ago and just mandated, hey, we're playing 50 games or we're playing 60 games. This is when you report. I just didn't see the need to go back and forth, back and forth for for no reason at all. You didn't gain anything. Same thing with the players. They they didn't gain anything out of this. They got 10 more games than what Manfred would have said. So I felt like a big waste of time, but we're getting baseball, the NBA. Despite some tense moments between Adam Silver and the possible, I don't know what to call it. I guess people were making it as like a coup that Kyrie Irving was starting with some of the other players against coming back in Orlando in the bubble. It's um, it's all systems go. The season will be restarting July 30th in Orlando. Yes, which is in Florida, which is currently the LeBron James of COVID-19 right now, breaking records left and right. But 
hey, they have a bubble. And, well, I mean, it's not really a bubble. The players can come and go as they please. They can go wherever they want. They can do whatever they want. They can have their families come. Um, that's still, when they were pitched this before, I was making fun of it because I don't think they really knew what a bubble is. But but according to Adam Silver, this was the only risk-free option. Um, but I think you forgot about the one where you just don't play at all. That's probably the safest one. But, you know, that's not going to happen. It's, it's not going to happen. There's too much money on the table. So I'm happy it's back. But as a part of me, as this has been going on, is growing more and more just, I feel, I'm going to feel really shitty watching it because, I mean, these guys are, they're possibly risking their lives, let alone their livelihoods with getting infected with COVID-19, which absolutely wrecks your respiratory system if you do beat it. Like Rudy Gobert, he still hasn't even recovered, and it's been months now, and he's healthier than 99% of the people on the planet, so I just don't know. Um, And, I mean, 16 players have already tested positive, and we haven't even seen the coaches' results yet, so I don't know. I, I get it. There's too much money on the table not to give this a go, but I just wish the NBA would stop trying to act like they're like the woke league. And just call it what it is, man. Like, we're grown-ups. We know how business works. Um, the main takeaway from the schedule release was that we're going to get a shit ton of basketball. Like, a shit ton of basketball. So, from July 30th to August 14th, we're getting basketball every day. From 1 p.m. to 9 p.m. is when the late game starts. So, we're <laughs> it's going to be a lot of basketball. I'm very excited about that. I get home from work. I get to watch a game all the way until I go to bed. Um, I'm excited about it. I'm sure my girlfriend is just as excited as I am to watch 10 hours of hoops a day. Um, Another thing I noticed is that the fix is definitely in. Like I've been talking about for weeks about how the NBA is trying to get Zion into the playoffs. The Pelicans, they have the easiest schedule in the bubble. And while the eight seed Memphis Grizzlies have the fifth toughest. So we're definitely getting Zion versus LeBron in round one, and I'll have to give Wiggy his $100, but it is what it is. I kind of figured that was going to happen anyway. I'm still I'm still trying to figure out how I'm going to record these episodes while the seasons all kick off, because we'll have NHL playoffs, we'll have the NBA playoffs, and then we'll have Major League Baseball starting, so I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to do that. I might possibly record... A couple of days a week and record while you know the NBA is going on so I'll record while I'm watching a game or something like that I'll try and think of some cool stuff and have some fun with that um I would actually I have sports center on right now and uh Jay Williams just said if LeBron wins his title in the bubble it'll be one of the greatest accomplishments ever and we need to hold him in the same regard as Muhammad Ali in terms of like social justice it's like Jesus Christ, man, like, relax, like, he's not going to be friends with you, you don't have to, like, go this fucking crazy about stuff, I I literally thought Jalen Rose was going to fall out of his chair when he was talking, my God, man, I just, like, when I was talking about this a couple episodes ago with, like, Wiggy, about the narrative that's going to come from whoever wins this title, and it's just, I don't think they're going to be saying the same stuff about Giannis or Harden, if they pull this off, 
Like, are they going to say this is the greatest championship ever or this is one of the greatest accomplishments ever? No, they'll probably just they'll put an asterisk on it or they'll say it's like, oh, it's just like one of those weird seasons. It doesn't really count. Ugh, God, not a chance in hell they talk about Harden in the way they're going to talk about LeBron if he wins this title. Uh, you know, ESPN is just it's such a dumpster fire nowadays. It is so bad. I still, I still really, I can't get over, I don't even know why I have this on, I just turned it on just so I have something while I'm recording, I still can't get over Rachel Nichols on the jump, saying that for multiple weeks, she was using the fact that Kobe Bryant died as some kind of like pillar for LeBron's MVP like resume, it's just, that's just weirdo psychotic shit, like how did anybody let her say that once let alone keep doing it for weeks I think she just said it like last week too like LeBron is the only person who had to deal with Kobe Bryant's death it's not like Giannis Antetokounmpo isn't close with Kobe Bryant who's also like a leading MVP candidate or LeBron is the only guy who's had to deal with social injustices and trying to speak out for it not like Giannis hasn't been doing that either and LeBron's the only guy who's had to deal with COVID-19. Nobody else has had to deal with it. So that's just, I don't know, man. Like, I I get it. I I completely understand why people don't like LeBron James. I get it. The way ESPN talks about him, I don't watch ESPN every day because I, I just can't deal with everything that they talk about. But the past couple of days I've turned it on, it's been nothing about LeBron. It's just all, all LeBron. Oh, what is this going to do to LeBron's legacy? Will he ever catch Jordan? It's none of the other shit that's going on in the league. Like, you have so many things that are going on. So many things with this bubble. Like, this is such an important season for the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, this might be the best chance that Milwaukee has to win a a championship and keep Giannis in Milwaukee. Because if they don't make it to the finals, at least, uh, he's gone. I already think he's gone regardless of what they do. But I think it helps their chances if they make a serious run. And they're, you know, a game or two away from winning the finals. I think you might be able to keep him there. But I still think the writing's on the wall. He's going to be in Golden State. But still, this is a big deal. I mean, Houston. Can Harden and Russell Westbrook, can they get to the finals finally? They haven't been back there since 2012. If Harden, he puts that team on his back, he gets them to the finals. I mean, you can't make fun of him anymore. And people, uh, they really just drag James Harden for no reason at all. He's one of the best players in the league. But, I mean, he's an easy guy to to make fun of. He's usually out of shape. And he likes to spend most of his time in the strip clubs. But he's been, past three years, he's been a game away from being in the finals. And he possibly could have won most of those finals. Um those Houston teams were probably a lot better than most of those Cleveland teams anyway, but I don't know. I mean, Philadelphia, their roster has been a disaster most of the year. Chemistry issues. Ben Simmons has been hurt most of the time. Joel Embiid's been hurt most of the time. Can they get it together? They have the, I think, what was it? They have the second easiest schedule in the bubble. So they could definitely go up from the sixth seed to probably like a four seed, a five seed. They can make a legitimate run. Are we talking about that? No. Can Paul George erase his horrible, 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 
playoff stigma that he has attached to him. I mean, he did it to himself with that playoff P nickname, but he has a chance this year to really erase that stuff and help Kawhi Leonard go for his third title for three different teams. The same thing LeBron's trying to do. I think Jalen Rose is the only one who brought that up the past week or so. I think Jackie McMullen did it today too. So at least two people there have a little bit of sense. But um, I'm actually surprised not that many people really backed out. It was only Avery Bradley and Trevor Ariza. Those were the only two dudes that backed out. So I don't know how big that, I guess, faction or coup that Kyrie Irving apparently was leading was, but none of them really followed through on what they were talking about besides Avery Bradley. He was the only one. And that thing, people really, they really just drove me insane with that whole thing. That was one of those, um, nobody paid attention to the message. They just paid attention to the messenger. And a lot of people, they don't like Kyrie Irving at all. They think he's a weird guy. He's a team cancer, but he's a champion. He's one of the best point guards in the league. He's an incredible talent. Like, And the players, his own peers, they voted him to be the vice president of the Players Association for a reason. They respect him. A lot of players, they felt like that they got steamrolled and they didn't really feel like their voice was heard and their concerns about coming back. And Kyrie, he... He stepped up and he had a meeting with Adam Silver about it. And there were guys like Kendrick Perkins and all these guys are saying that Kyrie's a bird brain and, you know, he's just doing this just to do it. And he's talking out of his ass. He doesn't really care about anything, but it's, he's doing his job. I don't understand why he was getting like killed for this. He was getting absolutely murdered on television every day on social media. People were dragging Kyrie Irving just for doing his job. I said this. A while ago, I posted this, like, I shared this article when it first happened. I haven't really talked about it on the podcast, but it's, if this was anybody else, any other player, he would be championed right now. And everyone would talk about what a great guy he is, and oh my god, what a great dude. But it's Kyrie. He joked around with everybody, and he told everyone that he thought the world was flat, and people lost their minds, and they thought he was a complete moron, when he's just, he's a troll. That's all he is. He likes having fun making people freak out about shit. So just because he joked about the world being flat, he's not allowed to do his job as the vice president of the Players Association. So, I don't know. I thought he had some pretty valid points. I mean, Florida literally just broke their own record today with COVID. Um, It's really bad. I I think I just saw something where Florida has more cases than Europe, all of Europe, so... I just, I don't, I don't see how it's going to go well with them being down there. Uh, I don't think it's one of those things where it's, uh, what are they going to do if someone tests? It's like, what are they going to do when someone very important tests positive? Like Nikolai Jokic, he's got it. He just tested positive a couple days ago. Um, hopefully he'll be up on his feet and ready to go and back conditioned and ready to go before, you know, everything starts back up because he's very important for Denver if they want to go anywhere. Same thing with Malcolm Brogdon. If Indiana, they want to do anything, they need Malcolm Brogdon healthy. He's just tested positive. Those are the names that they put out there. We don't even know the the other names, really. Um, 
I just I don't I don't see how this is really this is really going to go well at all. I'm looking forward to watching basketball. I'm tired of watching uh, WrestleMania reruns and NBA Finals reruns. I just ran through, I think it was like 2010 to 2019, just this weekend. I'm just, I'm tired of watching old finals. I'm tired of watching old football games. I want to see actual sports. So selfishly, I want them to come back. I want them to play, but uh, I don't know. It's just kind of scummy thinking about it, how they're just, they're just putting these players in this position just because of money and they don't they don't really care about their safety. And that's all that Kyrie was trying to stress out there that he didn't feel like they were really they had the players in mind. Um and clearly they don't because they went right along with their plan and we'll see we'll see how this bubble of things works. Um apparently there's a hotline that players can call if they see anybody uh breaking the rules of social distancing and not wearing masks and all that stuff, so We'll see who rats who out, and we'll see what James Harden does. He'll probably sneak out. Kawhi will probably sneak out. There will probably be a bunch of people flying in and out, doing whatever in the bubble. But it's not a bubble, though. It's like they call it a bubble, but then the players can come and go as they please. I still don't understand how it's a bubble then. I still don't get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. And apparently they have this new technology that only these NBA players are getting, because I don't know any medical people who are getting this, but it's a ring that can alert you if you are, <laughs> if you are, um, if within five seconds, if you're five seconds within somebody less than six feet, and then it'll let you know if you are getting ready to have a COVID-19 symptoms. Okay, I I don't think the NBA has that kind of technology, but... I believe that they'll do all the testing that they can, uh, but I just, there's going to be so many, so many positives. It's going to be insane. Because it's, uh, I don't, I think they're, I don't know if they're keeping the workers that are going to be there at Disney World there in the bubble too, or they're going to come and go as they please. So I just don't know. And then all those old coaches like Mike D'Antoni, he's almost 80 years old. There's no reason for that guy to be out there, but I don't know. Apparently, this is the safest option. So we'll see. We'll see how that works out, man. I don't know, man. I don't want to feel so like pessimistic about this, but there's just no reason for me to be optimistic about it because of the way everything's going and how many people are just getting sick all the time. Like the NFL, I mean, half of the Cowboys and Texans already have it. I just saw, what was it? LSU last week about like 50 people of their of their team like coaching staff and everything they're quarantined because I think it was like 25 of them actually had it and then the rest of them over like contact tracing or whatever said that they are probably going to have it too half of Clemson's team they've been infected I mean I just don't know how this is going to go well and then the players association's doctor for the NFL told people Stop having private workouts together. Do whatever you want. And then Tom Brady was just like the next day, ah, who cares? I'm going to have my own workout. I'm going to have all my players come. And we're going to just do what the exact opposite of what we said to do. So, I don't know. And the NFL, they're going to do a whole, like, honor system thing. They're not even thinking of doing a bubble. So, I don't, I don't know how you're going to do that. 
I don't know how you could confidently just think that you could take their word for it and it's fine. Oh my god. I don't And they still think they're going to have fans in the stands. Like what the f- How delusional are you? There's not going to be any fans in the stands. It there there's no way. There's no way. Even Major League Baseball, they think they're getting fans. What the f- There's no way. People don't even want to wear masks in the grocery store. And you think these people are going to be fine to be at a sporting event, drinking and shit like that, and they're not going to, they're going to stand to like social distancing and wearing masks and all. It's a disaster. I just, I don't, I don't know how this is all going to just work. I just don't. And the thing with the NFL, it's tougher because, you know, they have over, you know, 75 guys. And then you hit down to like fifty some. You can't put all of them in a bubble. Um, it's a little bit easier in the NFL because you got, or in the NBA, you got fifteen players. It's pretty easy to put inside one room, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. And I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, he had COVID. How is he going to recover from it? Like, is he still going to have lingering effects going into the season? Like. Rudy Gobert still is now. Same thing with Von Miller. Von Miller already has a tough enough time playing in Denver with that altitude anyway because I think he I think he has asthma. I'm not sure. But he's always had trouble playing in that altitude. So I just don't know what it's going to be like now with recovering from this illness. So Mm-mm-mm. I just don't know, man. Oh. oh, shit. Oh, breaking news. Oh, shit. I knew it. I it, about damn time. So Cam Newton, he just agreed to a one-year deal with new, the New England Patriots. Oh, man. I knew that shit was coming. I don't know why it took him so long to do this. People were really trying to tell me that they believed in Stedham or whatever his name was. Yeah, that was his name, Stedham. And Brian Hoyer. Get out of here, man. No way. I knew it. Unbelievable. Thank God. I'm so glad Cam got a job. He deserves it. Oh, my God. It's going to be so great. Cam goes back. Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's healthy. He goes back. I mean, there's no way New England doesn't get to the AFC Championship game with a semi-healthy Cam Newton. He can probably throw the ball just as good as Tom Brady did last year, so that's an upgrade. Unbelievable, man. Just when he... Uh, poor Josh Allen. He thought he was the best quarterback in the AFC East for, what was it, like three weeks? Yeah, so I think I'm going to go... Make sure I put all my money on New England. I already had them. I already had them winning the AFC East. Yeah, they were already the. They were still the best team, even with Stedham or Hoyer. It didn't matter. That defense was incredible last year, and they they didn't lose everybody. They still got a pretty good team. Wow, that's that's great, man. Oh man, lots of good news. I thought Cam would go unsigned the whole year. Yeah, I mean, there's no way he took that job without starting. He's definitely going to start. Because I didn't see any other place where he would start. Maybe maybe Los Angeles, the Chargers, but mm, that might be where Kaepernick goes then. I don't know, Tennessee. Tennessee might get Kaepernick. They still don't have a veteran quarterback behind Ryan Tannehill, and they're putting all their eggs in the basket of Ryan Tannehill. So I don't know how that's going to work out. Mm. I was not expecting that to come. What was it? Yeah, it's 8.30. I was not expecting to get Cam Newton breaking news. That's what's up, man. I'm very excited about that. Yes. Oh, God. 
I can't wait for Cam to get back to like MVP form. He's had like a bum shoulder and like his foot didn't work the past two years. And then before that, he had nobody to throw it to. And he was still putting up pretty good numbers. And people were like, "Yeah, this guy sucks. I just, I don't understand where people are so down on Cam Newton, but I'm a giant Cam Newton fan. I'm so excited. He's going to be back in the league. And I, I don't care for the Patriots. I really don't hate New England as much as everyone else does. I guess after a while, I just came to just appreciate greatness, man. You're watching one of the greatest franchises ever. You might as well just enjoy it. If you just hate it the whole time, it's it's going to be pretty miserable because they're not going anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah, we'll see. That's very... Oh, my God. Ugh. I'm so excited. That's great, man. Because I was sitting there, like... I've been counting down the days. I'm like, why hasn't New England signed Cam Newton yet? It just makes no sense. Why haven't they done it yet? But... Mm. They did it. Thank God. I thought he was going to go to Chicago for sure. And then they traded for Nick Foles, and I was like, all right, well, it's New England or nobody else. And New England just kept, you know, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Apparently they've been in talks with him for months. And nothing materialized, but it heated up the past two days, and now he's signing there. It's all heavily incentivized, so it's a good move for both of them. One-year prove-it deal for Cam. And then once he leaves, New England will just get a third-round comp pick, and they'll be just a-okay with that. Mm. New England does it again. Even when you think they're going to suck, they don't suck. Those are good franchises. That's what good organizations do. Oh, man. God bless Bill Belichick. Well, I think that's a good spot for me to wrap this one up. Um, I think I think I'll probably have Freckles on here next week again. As Fighter Fest and AEW starting up. Night one starts this week, so I'll probably have him on Sunday to talk about it. Uh, bullshit about some wrestling. Yeah, so thanks for listening. Uh, make sure that you rate and review. Make sure to keep unsubscribing and then resubscribing. Keep cooking up those books. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And, uh, what can I say? Mamba out. Are you going to do this?